CrossPolitik begins in 3, 2, 1. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. We have wine and gospel in the studio this morning. Pretty excited. We just need some cheese. That's it. That's it. That's, That's why it. we have Gabriel. Ah, stop it, Toby. <laughs> I said I said Jeff for that pastor. That was hey, good. Hey, that now. Was good. hey now. Just teed him good. up. Just teed him up. <laughs> yeah, we did. So we have we have Gino Cuneo. Winemaker from Walla Walla, our favorite uh, destination, wine town for that us. That just sounds like a wine name, doesn't mm. it? Walla Walla. Walla. Got to make wine there. Best, best no, wine in the world yeah. out of Walla Walla. I'm serious. We don't like Napa Valley. It's all right. <laughs> Walla Walla. Man, that's good. And then we got uh, Joe Rigney, pastor, uh, Put uh, some teacher, respect on it. Pastor uh, first. Pr- professor, <laughs> um, all things writer, from, author. From, from Minneapolis. From Minneapolis. Yo, right. yo. Chalk Knox. Yo, we get home. down. Hometown. <laughs> That's right. Represent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, welcome, guys. Thank you. Glad Thank to be you. here. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. And uh, before we get started, um, you know, we got listeners um, from from all over the world, and we're very grateful for our listenership. And every once in a while, listeners reach out and um, want us to shout out to them. And, and we got a listener from Birmingham, UK, not not Birmingham, Alabama. Right. We had to clarify that before the show. <laughs> Being a southerner who doesn't really know the map, but Texas, I, I needed a little clarification. Um, but uh, Lee and the Lee Beat family and the Beat family, thank you for listening to us. We really hey, appreciate you guys from UK. The whole family listens. From the whole family from the UK. They got to be Presbyterians. You know, I was so I was sitting at be. <laughs> <laughs> the whole family's involved, man. I was sitting at uh, at dinner last night. Gino made dinner for a president's dinner for NSA. Well, he mm. he he brought the wine and his son made the dinner it was fantastic a president so not everybody was invited no, no. Oh, i mean well i don't know i don't know how it works president's but. Dinner. anyways i'm talking to this well, well chalk wasn't were, were, there any, <laughs> were there any black people there <laughs> well i was sitting next to this family from mexico oh okay so we had some minority representatives. and they had this this uh they, they were telling me they have a 13 year old daughter that listens to cross politic what 13 no year old daughter and and she's like they they're like our daughter listens to your show <laughs> Wow, thirteen-year-old girl old. in Mexico City. She listens to our show, and she wow. like is always talking to her parents about like what we what we're talking about, and what we're laughing about, and like she was like all into like the whole like Trump election thing and stuff because wow. we were talking about it so much. And I was like, a thirteen-year-old girl, that's right, in Mexico City. That might be reversed the way you're thinking about it, though. <laughs> 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 She's like, very intelligent. <laughs> you know, it might say something more about us. Right. Right. The parents like my thirteen year old daughter loves your show. I don't listen, but she loves it. That's great. So, Oops. Thanks, David. Oops. That. That, was, Thanks. that was good. Hey, yeah. All right. Uh, that's not never helpful. mind. Not helpful. 
<laughs> well, thank you. Mexico City and Birmingham, UK, not right. Alabama. I'm sure right. we got some people in Alabama, though. We do. We do got some listeners in Alabama. I know it. Um, so let's get to some cross-politic news. Um, I think this uh, this whole issue um, we'll get to in a minute um, connected to – should I just say it now? Go ahead. What's it connected to now? No, no, no. Just, just bring us into it. Bring, Drop it, it. bring us into it. So, so you guys, you know the whole transgendered movement. No, never oh, heard about it. Never heard about it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Um, uh, He's in denial. <laughs> I don't know. I, la la la. News, That's about right. The new segment it. just shut down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, if, you guys might have heard also about the transabled movement. We've talked about this, I think, once on the show oh. be- before. Yeah, Explain yeah. that the transabled movement, where you are physically capable and able, but then you either have some sort of surgery to make you disabled to feel like. Because I, because you do it because you self-identify as a disabled person. Yeah, that's right. And, and inside, because inside that's who you are, and so you want that to reflect on the outside um, with your physical ailments. You know, transabled. I, 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 actually, so people are going around like with crutches and wheelchairs and this right. kind of so thing. So the picture yeah. I have on my screen right now is this lady in a wheelchair. Yeah, she's both, been the representative. Both her legs. Yeah, she's yeah. So she yeah broke both of her legs to to feel to, to be a transable too yeah. because that's what she's always identified herself as. And actually, you know, I kind of respect mm-hmm. these trans more than any other trans because these are the only trans that can actually be how they feel. <laughs> <laughs> these these because, are all, these are the only ones because a man because can't be so a woman. if he feels like he should be crippled. Yep. Right. You can cripple. He yourself. can cripple himself. Yeah, right. He's actually <laughs> he's a cripple. Yeah. So yeah. he's actually how he feels right now. But a man who cuts off his privates yeah, to, can't to be work. a woman can't. He's not, still it's not a man. man. Yeah, it's not a woman. He can't. He can't re-engineer that process. It's called a eunuch. Right. There right. we go. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. So, <laughs> just a eunuch. So they're the only ones who can actually be real trans. Right. Well, just if you know, if you know, um, so Rachel Dolazel, hopefully we'll have on the show. I'm, I'm, I have a call with the agent today. I think they're vetting us. <laughs> yeah. So the, be careful what her, we say to right now. Her schedule. Maybe you should talk to let him. Let him ask yeah. that 13 year old girl in Mexico City. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Need your, re- need your references, please. I never. Well, there's this 13 year old girl. Yeah. Who will, 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 hook who will you swear up. by it? Well, it's it's funny because I'm I never when I reach out to people to schedule for the show they don't call me or want to schedule a call but with rachel dole's other they're yeah. scheduling a call with me to to vet us but yeah. but anyways but that's rachel's argument is like i'm actually um more um legit than the trans she she's the, the white woman who identifies as a black woman thanks for clarifying that right? She's, yeah right and she's her argument from is spokane actually, from spokane washington like our, our backyard who had my, a job at the naacp my, right? right right she's the executive director for spokane naacp my buddy Went to college with her at Bellhaven Presbyterian University what? in Mississippi. Super hilarious. Yep. My head just went off a little. Okay. Boom. So I have connections with her. And I, when I emailed her, I mentioned Bellhaven. Yeah, I dropped it. So we're, we're in at some level. <laughs> Whatever that means. She's like, no, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. No. Those people Whatever knew me when I was white. I don't, I don't, but, I don't. but part of her <laughs> argument is she actually says, I have a better argument than the transgendered community. That's true. Because she says we're all one blood. That's true. We right. all bleed the same. Right. Right. So, the uh, the transracialists are recognizing that uh, modern race stuff is largely socially constructed mm-hmm. because we are biologically cousins. Everybody yep. is. Yep. Um, and that well, whatever yeah, the Bible says, we're one race. Right, the Bible says right? we're one race, mm-hmm. and so um, and so to, and so to take to take human cons- humanly constructed and and in this case uh, oppressively constructed categories mm-hmm. like black and white. And to say we can tear that wall down, and I can jump, or I can jump over that wall, um, seems to me to be a perfectly—it's um, a more reasonable thing 
I don't think you should do it, but it's yep. a more reasonable thing than to think that you can cross the creation binary of man and woman. Right. Because right. right. we are all, if we're all descended from Noah right. and Adam before that, right. then, I mean, it, it, it really, like, it is possible over time to, you know, you do, you take on different characteristics depending on sure. where, where sure. you live in and, and, and the climate and all these things, yeah. diet and all these things. I mean, that's how we got different ethnicities. That's yeah. how right. people, David got black was he moved to Minnesota and... <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> Watch it. You, you'll never win this one. You'll never win this one. And, and, and the truth is, there's no pure race anyway. We're all right. much. We're all, right. 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 We're right. all mixed right. anyway. Yeah. So it's not surprising. I think if you look a lot of, especially in black culture, this happens, but you look and see the shades that just, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. everybody's got something in them. I'm, you know, I'm Indian, yeah. Irish. I'm all over the place. You know, yeah. right. it's just white people who choose to identify me as being only black uh. <laughs> no I, actually I, I primarily think of you as irish oh thank you just i primarily think of you as jamaican well i just <laughs> want i want to look i want to use all of my mixture in different ways i want the police to think i'm white yeah. i want my credit score people to think i'm white yep. <laughs> actually asian yep. i'm the asian there you, go. And you, want the, you want the government subsidies so to think you're black i want yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that all depends on who's in power at the time. That's right. You know, that's I want right. to be able to use it how I want to. So Rachel <laughs> might have a point here. Well, and it's interesting because I think that there was this, um, this 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 scholar of some sort wrote this article in a in a feminist journal, basically making the argument we just made, which is mm-hmm. analyzing transracialism using Rachel Dolezal as, a, as the example and saying, you know, she, so this scholar's committed to transgender ideology, mm-hmm. right, and so right. she's saying, hey, according to the criteria, here's what they are, sci- scientifically speaking, whatever they are, culturally speaking, here's what they are, and let's now apply it to this racial argument. And she went, she yeah. got a point, right? Yeah. And then, and then the world blew up, yeah, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> because because they didn't, they they said, you know, here it is in the feminist journal, and everybody said, well, no, 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 you you can't do that, and now they're off. They, there's an article I think in the New Yorker that was about like the witch hunt because they went after this. Feminist scholar, interesting, because yeah. she because she had said, "Hey, she if took we, their argument and exactly it to it, the black white race issue." Yeah, exactly. Right. How much more does it apply yeah. to the to the black white white issue? And it and it blew up in their faces. They yeah. don't know what to, to do because I want to argue that I get reparations. Sure. Yeah. Right. I'm okay. black. Yeah. Give me reparations. <clears throat> uh-huh. Right, because you you identify as a former <laughs> Actually, slave. That's right. <laughs> well, well, Joe, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. So, Joe, I, I feel like a white man. I come to you. What are you going to tell me? You're my pastor. <laughs> yeah, just, just gonna throw it out there like that, you know. Uh, hey, I feel white today, you know. He's got a white face, and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, no, nobody's really acknowledging that, but I feel that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, try let me to tell you about it. <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me a little bit more about it. I love, it. It. I love what Chalk does this. <laughs> you know, I woke up and uh, my skin wasn't looking like how I felt, mm. and so I'm feeling like that I need to go and kind Preach. of pull a Michael Jackson. Preach. Uh-huh. Kind of bleach the whole thing out. Uh-huh. You know, maybe not too much. Maybe do a little <laughs> nose surgery. Uh-huh. Fix the lips a little bit, uh-huh. and uh, kind of try and change my dialect. Maybe uh-huh. take some of the bass out of my voice. Um, I don't know. Yeah, what are you thinking? I, I, I'm I'm thinking that we're gonna have to have some more conversations. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, the scriptures support that at all. I mean, I'm not. I feel I don't see anything in scripture that says that I can't be white. I mean, I I, I wouldn't. I mean, at one level, uh, it's it's more a question of um, at what point do modifications to our bodies in any sense. So this this gets into anything from. So you're, you're wanting in that case to become a different different racial makeup, but women who augment their bodies in various ways in order to please their husbands or to try to attract men. Um, it's the same kind of issue of, um, or, or even um, go the other direction 
um, all of the piercing kind of stuff that happens. Sure. Where I'm dissatisfied with pink the hair. way that I'm yeah, pink. Oh, I said yeah, it. There you go. I said it. You, this is just that's where this was going. You, guys, I said you, I said you were just sitting there. We just, just said pink hair. Welcome to the party. I've been cornered. Yes, you have. I was not in on this. I promise. Innocent. No, but that's right. It's basically to what degree can we modify our bodies that God gave us? Um, and, and what's the difference between um, modifications, augmentation, adornments like uh, an earring, which, sure. is an, which is a kind of adornment, right. and pink, pink hair, which is a little bit more of adorn, adornment, and then moving on to I, would, I wouldn't physical. call it an adornment, but... But it's, okay. it's a modification. Well, no, it that's exactly right, though. It, it's, it's, an, it's a modification that's meant to draw attention. You, yeah. But so um, w- where does this line get drawn that says these kinds of modifications are legitimate, faithful, Good. This yeah. is this is glorification, right? That's the category we want right. to have. Is, That's the category. Is you got you got nature, and then you can glorify nature. We're going to talk to Gino in a minute about how he glorifies grapes all the time. Mm, amen. Right. And so, um, is this his show? This just seems like this is Joe's show. Just Joe's going. Take it, Joe. Take it, Joe. You guys gave me a mic. Preach, you stuck, you stuck yeah. a mic in my face. Yeah. Like all preachers, what did you know how to use it? What did you like all preachers? But here's here's one of the key things, though. So the way that glorification works is in creation, we see God makes good things. He says it's good. Mm-hmm. And then he takes that good thing and he breaks it apart and he rearranges it and puts it back together and then it's very good. Right. So he, he, that's the glorification. That's, going from good right. to very good. Yeah. From glory right. to glory. Right. Right. right? right. And so, but in order to do that, one of the things you have to do is recognize its essential goodness. At the beginning. At the beginning. Right. right. And so going back to your question, David, the reason you come to me. Yeah. I know you wouldn't come to me. You only, no. go, to, you only go to pastors from Minnesota. Sure. That's right. I right? trust him. Yeah. He's close but, to Piper, which is the third cousin to Jesus. So <laughs> I, I trust him. But you come to me and, I, and I'd say, I, I want to talk to you about, um, are you resting in the goodness of God in, in what he's made you to be? Mm. Right? Because before we start talking about rearranging the pieces, hmm. we, we got to talk about- or, or fixing what you think but, might need to be fixed. Right, right. Are, are, you, are you making a distinction? Because there are- Things about this world that are fallen and broken, broken are not good, yeah. you know. So, so um, you know the, the um, certain kinds of physical deformities, or or um, if you're deaf in one ear, maybe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's Gabe. me. That's me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but but that kind of thing. If we can fix that, then but we but we're recognizing what God made as good. Yeah, we're, we're seeing how sin has damaged it, and then we're trying to repair it. We're trying to bring it back up to a level of good. Whereas a lot of times, what people are doing is they're they're beginning at a state of saying, "I hate." what God has made. Right. I hate myself. I hate this world. I hate. And so what they're, they're not glorifying it. Right. They're, they're not beginning in a place of this is good and I'm thankful for it. And now how can I make it better? Right. So yeah. you, you already know that I'm coming to you, not resting. Right. That's, I, I'm, yeah. If you come to me and, and say, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling really white and you know, I don't like the color of my skin. I'm like, why? I'm in Idaho. Right. But yeah, but, but it seems to be a, a crutch here. <laughs> well, well, but I think I think to to that point though, I think there's there's three things going on here. For one, is are we really drawing from scriptures like we we say we are? Are we really starting with the Bible? Glorification, I think, is a great point starting point for this. Are we really starting with the scriptures like we say we are? Secondly, with the whole pink hair phenomenon, it, it's there's no concern for absolute truth and beauty. Like right. if you say I can do whatever I want with my hair, then you're just disregarding truth. Right. Well, right. Glor- Anything glor- goes. Oh. Glorification but, well, assumes a standard of beauty. Right. One last thing, Joe, and then and then lastly, there is so much emotional stuff driving the pink hair phenomenon, um, or the transabled phenomenon. Right. Sure. I mean, the people who are transabled, they they either desperately want to be taken care of, they either desperately want empathy or looked at or to be looked at or to be have a, whatever kind of attention they they're want driving love. for. Love. 
they want ultimately right love and all this. Well, that's exactly what Pastor said, I'm, and I'm going to shut up actually and let Joe speak because he doesn't come here all the time. I'm not going to be like you, Gabe. That's true. So that's true. go ahead, Pastor. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, so you so you mentioned starting with with scripture, and I think one one of the things though that um, w- w- recognizing that scripture special revelation assumes and guides governs corrects uh natural revelation or or nature and so that even independently of a bible people have access to nature and nature is designed and directed in particular has has trajectories in it and so to have these three categories of you have nature which just is given made by god designed in the way that that toby said a minute ago it's good and it's good and it has a trajectory to it which is towards very good and God intends to get it to very good through human agency, right? So he's going to use people to glorify things. This right. is Gino's job. Right. He designed yeah. grapes to be to broken. Be, to be broken, In exactly. order to be made into wine. And then mm. so you have that. There's, a, there's nature as it was created with that telos, with that direction. And then that gets diverted and broken with sin, death, corruption. Right. Right. And then now you have two different things happening, which is one is the redemption, the restoration of what was broken back to its original and then on top of that, you have the glorification, right? right? right so yeah. that redemption is, is sort of a, a restoration back to original design. But original design, if you just push pause yeah. at original design, now we're, now we're talking just to bring in something else. Is we're, we're back to nature. Our, we got we yeah. got to we got to um, whatever foods were like at the beginning. Stop there. Right. As opposed to no, let's see if we can make some better kinds of food. Let's see if we can yeah. improve right. the grapes. Let's see if we can do this sort of stuff. And so really good. I think a a, a well or I think this is really crucial in the modern and for a whole host of reasons for Christians to really get that what Scripture is doing is restoring and then glorifying nature. So that when, because otherwise, what we can easily do is if, if it's all, if it's all or only Bible, say, say only Bible, um, that's leading us to oppose and resist things without a recognition that the Bible itself is rooted in and commenting on and direct, directing and redirecting nature, then what, what, what happens is um, everybody thinks nature is sort of this moldable plastic substance. Universal. Yeah. And we want, and, and the transgenderists want to mold it in their postmodern direction sure and christians want to mold it arbitrarily in a christian direction and now it's just a fight to who gets to control the play-doh yeah right. but it's not play-doh <laughs> right. That's right it's not play-doh really right. it, it, there's yeah. there's directedness built into the cake which means and this is this is why it's important for christians to get it it means when you insist that men are men and women are women when you insist that that's not what sex is designed for that's not what the sexual organs are designed for when you insist on those things you're cutting with the grain of reality like reality is running that direction. That's right. Nature is running that direction. God is running that direction. Your social context might be running the other direction, which gives the illusion that you're the odd man out. Right. But the right. reality is they're the odd man out. That's right. right. They're Absolutely. the aberration. Preach, yeah. preacher. Absolutely. Preach, preacher. Yeah. All right. Look, I think we got to talk about a little bit about the standard of beauty, what that is a little bit. And, gr- and grapes. <laughs> and, and grapes. Yep. So when we come back on Cross Politics, the standard of beauty and grapes. With Pastor Joe Rigney and a man in Dominion, Gino. <laughs> Next on Cross Politics. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture. A life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration. 
unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. It's your boy, Dwayne, and I know you've been looking for something fresh, something new in the podcast world. Look no further, because you found the bar. That's right. Biblical and Reformed. Every Tuesday, we got a fresh pod with tight guests, with uh, current events. Also, you can find us at any podcatcher, but you can go to the website, www.thebar.com. Welcome to The Bar. Hey, hey! It's his time. I'm gonna bring him in. No, he welcome doesn't. back to Cross Politic. <laughs> hey, with us in the studio today, we have Pastor Joe Rigney from Cities Church, Minneapolis, and uh, Gino Cunio Cunio from Walla Walla, Washington, making wines and uh, and sharing the love of Christ through. Uh, through the potent gospel of wine, the gospel of wine, <laughs> right? Mm. I, uh, Amen, Gino. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so where were we? We were talking about beauty, right? Objective standards, uh, objective of beauty, standards yeah. of beauty, and this goes back to what Joe was saying a minute ago. That so that's not something that's just being superimposed on the world. Um, it, it's it's not like it's not like the world is this Plato, and that um, you know, because then then really what you are talking about is it, it really does come down to a kind of postmodernism power play kind of thing and we just happen to we think as christians we're the right because we got we got the secret code book from god mm-hmm. but what we're what we're actually wanting to say is no 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 god created the world in a particular way that's right um he created it with um with particular things that are meant to be glorified in particular directions and it's glorious and it's diverse but it's not infinite it's right. not infinitely malleable yeah, that's right. Um, and so, you know, we can make lots of different kinds of wines mm-hmm. and some liqueurs, um, but not that green stuff. Hey, that watch drink. it, watch it. That, that <laughs> apple, watch that it. apple schnapps. See, this stuff. is where, see, this is where no. we got to talk about objectivity. That's, that's, no, no, that's not glory. No, see, <laughs> hold on now, brother. No. My tongue says it's glory. It makes me praise Jesus. <laughs> now, I don't know about the rest it, of y'all, it but that, your heart with joy. That watermelon schnapps. <laughs> Right, it's so glorious. Okay, <laughs> so I'm just saying, but, but, but you that, might not like it. This is where we got, but this is, but this is serious though. When we start talking is. about objective standards, right? Because you so, get, you got in trouble for this. I know. So if I uh, say I say pink hair is not glorious, <gasps> how dare you? Right, that that hurt my feelings. I just Toby. said that. How, but, that just uh, hurt my feelings. It's not beautiful. It, it, would you say in all times and all places or now? Um, I, I'm I'm really really close to in all times and all places, but I, but I wouldn't I wouldn't nail the coffin down I, I, w- I would say definitely not now why is pink hair not beautiful it is not within the that would go back to nature um i, I don't think it's within the the, the general um it, it says um it's it's loud in a way that um i don't think that god made a woman's hair to be loud a woman's hair is to be beautiful it's to be glorious um not braided with hair Whoa! Watch right. the braids, brother. For real. The, the, right. the, uh, I'm, I'm referring to Paul, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah so, right. so, but I think I think there's a kind of um, ostentatiousness yeah. 
that that the um, that is the tell that creation tells us itself that um, a, a woman is not to embrace. It's not beautiful for her. Um, now, yeah, it can I possibly imagine a culture in which um, that that wouldn't be the case? I guess I could imagine that. Um, but not for us. But certainly not for us. And I also look at you know the the thousands of years that we have existed, and and even though I'm post millennial and, and sure, sure, and pray you know and, and and trust that the kingdom of God is going to continue to come and um, glorify um, the world in centuries to come, um, it's it is it's a kind of ostentatiousness um, uh, that um, that that creation itself doesn't. Um, demonstrate but, but and, and the bible itself also warns us against but isn't this kind of like taking the grapes right taking the grapes and making something else beautiful out of it right so taking the hair right, right. and and adding something to it to make it right. more beautiful but it's but it's like taking grapes and turning them into green apple schnapps <laughs> wow. Wow. or whatever he just, he just took you down Knox. so, so i think that i think that part of the issue would be what, what would be the um uh 50 to 60 100 years ago uh, a woman in pants is going to have the same kind of ostentatiousness. Right. And yet today, so 60, 100 years ago, you're going to say, hey, that's ostentatious. You're trying to draw attention. You're trying to cross a boundary. You're doing something yep. because it's culturally embedded. Right. The meaning of pants right. versus dresses is culturally embedded. Right. And so now, is it that? That's, that's why the all, all times and all places. So there's one thing to sure. say, now, here and now, it's meant to draw attention. It's meant to stand out and to be ostentatious in the way that braided hair and gold and whatever else that Paul's talking about in First Timothy, right. that's doing the same thing in the first century. Sure, pink hair is doing that in this culture, but that's a um, so the the principle across all times and all places is ostentatiousness, right. right? Trying to draw the eye in a way that's inappropriate or be or, or immodest. That's which I mean, that's the thing is that the, the modesty question. I that's think this is this point. is part of what sure. what Doug was doing on those blog posts was sure. precisely that modesty isn't mainly about how much. You know, skin are you showing? That's right. one manifestation of, of immodesty. But modesty is: Are you trying to say, "Hey, everybody, look over here at this person right now. Right. Look at me. Look right. at me. Look at me." Right. Which that's the thing that says, "No, you, you can't do that." And then, okay, what does that mean in first century, you know, nineteenth yep. century Britain, twenty first century America is going to be culturally determined right. within boundaries? Right. But I think I think we also want to say though, back to your point about creation that that creation itself has a, has a telos. Has, as a direction, which means I think there are certain, um, without, without saying, you know, uh, again, I, I, I said, I want to nearly say that I, I didn't, right. You didn't want to nail I, the I want, coffin I, down because yeah. Jesus tends to bust out a coffin. Right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Hit that. I, I think, I think we but, got a new host, uh, but, but, but what I want, what I do want to say though, is I think nevertheless, it's our job to study creation and, and see, um, the, to the best of our ability, it it looks to us right now, given everything we know, that this is not meant for that. Right. Th- those kinds of distinctions, we we need to make those kinds of distinctions, and that includes down to things like colors, um, you know, and and jewelry and things like that, where it's like, um, how about you know, fifteen pieces of metal in somebody's face? No. Right. Or, or do we want to say at some point in you know, post millennially speaking? Uh, fifteen pieces of metal in someone's face will be considered beautiful. No, I, I, right. I, w- I want to say no. No, I, in I, I think all it, times and all places I, forever. I want to. I want to say like, yeah. I mean, th- um, there's something about that that is objectively yeah. destructive right. of the image of God. 
it's it's not glorifying um, a face that bears God's image. It's not saying I'm made in the image of God. I'm I'm a woman made in the image of God, and I'm made for glory. You know what? What ultimately, and, and, yeah. and I think certain colors are doing the same thing, though. I, yeah. I think in where where you're, um, we need to look at what what does color mean, right? Well, and I think what's happening. I think why a lot of people are offended ultimately is because you have people who love the Lord, who care about their dressing, who are cautious about what they're doing. And, and, and the lady says, you know, I'm just going to add a little streak. You know, a little streak here yeah. there to to uh, my husband likes it. Yeah, right. He thinks it looks beautiful. Right. And I'm not trying to get nobody else's attention. I'm trying to please him. And I just had a little streak in my hair. And here you are telling me that me <laughs> pleasing my husband <laughs> is all sinful. Yep. Now, you don't get to come and tell me how to dress, Pastor. <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <gasps> just just like peter did but i'm not i'm not trying to be um provocative in a streak so that my husband is saying wow look she looks attractive but this goes back to the difference between subjective and objective so you know um peter knew that there were women braiding their hair for their husbands yeah peter peter knew that there were there were you know decent godly sweet gals and, so this is a rebuke on both sides uh, and, and so and, guys well, stop liking and, the pink hair and peter knew people were wearing jewelry wearing gold in their hair yeah. or whatever yeah. and and but yet, nevertheless, he he saw something going on across the culture and said, "You know, this is no good, guys. Stay away from it. Yeah, um, don't adorn yourself like this." And so there's a double sided rebuke too. Sure, because guys are seeing the girls with pink hair and be like, "Dang, that's beautiful," or their eyes are getting caught by it and say, "Well, I like that. My wife, maybe you should get them streaks too." Like yeah. you know, right? And th- but they're getting that, and this goes back to well, since we're talking about, I mean, this is all goes back to an, an article that I wrote. Sure. That's for, what, yeah. For, for people that don't know what we're talking about, the reason why pink hair is kind of a buzz um, word phrase is because I wrote an article on my blog called um, "I was like pink hair and and boys wearing girls underwear." Yeah. Um, and which I make this connection because there's this uh, an art article in uh, Better Housekeeping or uh, about a uh, woman in Texas. I, I, it's one yeah. of these. You know, it's one of these like sweet gal. You know, yeah. homemaker magazines, and you know, you expect to find recipes to make a better casserole. You know, this kind of thing. And there's a story <laughs> in there about a sweet Southern girl from uh, mother from down south. She's a Christian, conservative Christian, evangelical. On our uh, side, who's, who's got a little boy um, that wanted to be a girl, mm-hmm. and um, and she, you know, she talks about she struggled with it. She she prayed over it. She read the Bible a lot, and then finally decided. To go out and buy her little boy a pair of uh, a pack of little oh, little, I don't little girl. I'm gonna make a castle out of my little boy panties. I don't believe she prayed over it. I don't uh, believe she read her Bible either. No, but no. Um, she says, you know, I, I disciplined him. We cried. We prayed. We spanked him. You know, we tried everything we could, and he wouldn't change. And I finally realized that I think the Lord, you know, God just wanted me to, you know, love him as he is. And so I bought him a pack of princess panties. Mm-hmm. And and that's 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 what the article is about. And and my whole point though was to say that whole like. That's what you know. That's what we're up against, mm-hmm. and that's what's going in our culture. Uh, it, there's, there's, is a complete. It's, it's all subjectivized. Yeah. You know, I, I thought about it. I prayed about it a lot, and and this is, this is what I think is gonna happen. And re- rather than recognizing, no, God made my little boy a little boy. That's right. And it's my job to to give thanks for that, rejoice in that, and yeah, and and maybe he's got some unique struggles and some unique um, misconceptions and sin or whatever. Um, and yeah, you're going to have to love him and discipline him through that, sure. but, but you don't have the freedom to say, I'm going to, I'm going to reinvent well, yeah. what God made. My son's sin is not changing. And so therefore he keeps stealing from everybody and everything. So you know what I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach him how to steal well. 
and not get caught. Mm. Right. I'm going to show him where all the cameras are. Sure. Right. I'm going to help him figure out how to right. have different inside pockets. That's what she's ultimately doing. Right. Right. Or my, my, kid's, so, my kid's racist. Um, yeah, exactly. So I'm going to teach him how to be the he, best he, racist he, he can yeah, be. Yeah, he just, you no, know. No. You're there to curve the sin. Right. Sure. <laughs> at, at the same time, we, you, you, so when it comes to that kind of issue, so I remember after reading your your article and then going and finding that that thing, a couple of things struck me. One is I don't remember, maybe you remember, that there was a dad mentioned in that article. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, right. I actually referenced that in my okay. article. About okay, I was like, so, where's the yeah. dad? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, so he's not mentioned, which right. which ought to tell you, like, you know, is there upstream There's alarm, kinds of alarm is, bells yeah, going yeah, off. Kind of in the yeah. background yeah. That, that are, you know, generational brokenness and yep. and this kid is, is and, and, it's, sure. and it's his tragedy. Yeah. And then, but to, to um, this, this is related to a lot of different issues, I think, pastorally that I've, that I've run into. So is anxiety a sin? And the answer is yes. Yes, be anxious for nothing. Be, be anxious for nothing. So you're not to be anxious. But is anxiety also, in many cases, an affliction? I was reading C.S. Lewis the other day, and uh, and he and he was, I think it was maybe in a letter, he was counseling someone. He said, I think that given how your anxiety is working, you ought to view it less as a sin and more as an affliction. And the reason it was pastorally wise, and I've, I've done this mm. for other people, because um, if, it's a, if it's a sin, pure and simple, and you start to feel it, that actually increases the anxiety because you're like, not only am I anxious, but now I, I'm also committing idolatry <laughs> because I'm trying to control everything. And, yeah. and now I, so please stop, please stop, soul, please stop. Yeah. And you're just, and you work yourself into more of it yeah. because you're viewing it pure and simple as, is it a sin or not? Are, are you committing idolatry or not? As opposed to saying, it is a sin, but it's also an affliction. And viewing it as an affliction, as something to be endured and not something simply to be put to death, in a, in a it's actually viewing it as an affliction is the way to kill it. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. So, and, and I think in something like this, when you've got a child, mm. on the one hand, yes, is, is there sinful distortions of natural um, desires happening here? Yes. And is daddy hunger probably lurking in the background? I would, that would be my first place to go look. Sure, um, absolutely. But, but as the parent and as the pastor trying to shepherd the parent, you're also trying to say, this is an affliction. And one of the things you want to, how can you help your uh, your son in the midst of these desires to to want to put on girls' panties, um, help him to see them as an affliction, and that mommy has afflictions, and daddy has afflictions, and everybody's got afflictions. In this world, you will have trouble. Sure, right? sure. You have and 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 to say so. This is something that we're going to endure together, right. yep. as opposed to caving in and saying exactly. run with the affliction, embrace the affliction as good. Right. So, which so is lo- what you're. I think yeah. So, so so as long as the the labeling it as an affliction is is the way to kill it. I think that's the that's the key that's right. thing. Because as soon as you say it's an affliction, it's a disease, it's a sickness. I mean, I think our culture wants to run, say group therapy. There, or, therefore, yeah. um, there's nothing I can do about it. That's that's right. And that, and and actually, I think in the in like the broader, I don't know that this is the case, but in the broader counseling kind of kind of movement, the counseling debates about you know which kind of biblical counseling, nuthetic counseling, integrative counseling, all these kind of things. I think part of the the the, re, the reaction among more conservatives was looking at the way that um, sin was psychologized out of existence, Absolutely. treated it as a disease. Right. Yep. And so it says, we're not going to do that. We're going to say what the Bible says, which is, the question is, is it true or a lie? Are you believing a lie or are you living in the truth? Is this an idol or are you worshiping God? And that's that's the only thing. As a, And then, which which I think is reactionary, instead of saying, well, it can be all of those things. It can be, this can be traumatic. There can be trauma that's causing this and that's making sin easy and obedience hard. Right. And that's, that's a lot of cases. Sure. That's sure. Trauma, yeah. Absence of dad makes sin easy and yeah, obedience absolutely. hard. Just, and, just like and a lack, kind of sympathy there. It's like lack of sleep 
That's exactly what I mean. You know, make you or, irritated. Or, or, or if you're or, hungry. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, right, or if right. you haven't had a, a glass of Gino's wine. Let me actually say something about this whole disorder thing. Um, you remember the transgendered movement for the longest time was labeled a disorder. Sure. Yeah. So it was homosexuality. So it was homosexuality. It was in 2012 when the American Psychiatric Association took the 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 uh, disorder, disorder label label out of transgenderism 2012 yeah. which is and the here important. we are translabeled and but translabeled is still labeled a disorder in their association for, for now for now yeah. right. and, and for, that's for where, the next five minutes and that's where yeah. trajectory i think that's what i was getting at with the all all times and all places um all of these things are socially embedded culturally embedded and they're expressions of certain fundamental desires and and so we want to again to get back to the, there's nature there's nature corrupted and then there's nature restored and then glorified and to have all three of those in view so that so that you can sort out what's the good so even for the for the kid who's wanting the to wear the panties or the girl who's wanting to wear the the uh the pink hair boy whatever yeah the tomboy yeah. um what you're what you're pastorally what I'm going to want to do or even when you were talking what are you going to do if I'm if I'm if you're coming to me and saying yeah. I want to hire I want I want to I want to yeah. be white sure um I feel white part of what I'm going to do is yes there's sin but I also want to press back under that and say what's the good desire because everything created by God is good and anything that's broken was good and broken. There's nothing intrinsically evil in in existence. It can't be. It's all corruption. And right. so so I want to get down underneath and say, what's the good thing underneath your desire to say be white or mm-hmm. your desire to be a man? And say, what's what's under that that's good that I can affirm and say this is good and then this is where it's gone off the rails, mm-hmm. either because of trauma or because of human sin, but but that there's something under there that you can work with because reality belongs to God all the way down. Mm. Yeah. And this is right in your back door because Minneapolis has quickly become the new San Francisco. Yeah. You yeah, know, this is this oh, is a serious man. issue for you. I mean, I, I lived there for a long time and the gay pride parade is probably one of the yeah. most radical things that happens, I mean, in America outside of the ones that happen in San Francisco. Wow. It wow. is absolutely oh, yeah. um, a big deal. And and the sad thing is a lot of the churches there are kind of supporting it, too. I mean, they do it right in front of the Basilica, right? Yeah. Well, d- downtown Minneapolis, I mean, it's, you know, it, you you can the Jesus you can find in downtown Minneapolis, by and large, is queer Jesus. Yep. Hmm. And uh, and and it's and it's very sad. Um, and unfortunately, there are, you know, growing numbers of gospel churches kind of sprouting up and. uh I'm glad to be a part of one of those and, and to try to be a place that can that can both sympathize with the struggle for those who are in it and then call the, um, you know, resist the apostles, resist the wolves, and welcome the refugees. With yeah, wine. Right. With wine. With wine. We, with, we still got to get Gino to talk. Gino's just over here saying amen. He's just <laughs> enjoying himself. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we come back, we're going to talk to Gino about some wine, tasting the thousands of years in the ground through a glass of wine. Next on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrunke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. I was at a conference a few years back where the lecture included some wonderful evidences for a young earth. After the conference, I was talking with a speaker, a good friend of mine, when we were approached by a medical doctor who was attending the conference. He told my friend that he loved the lecture, up to the point where he started talking about a young earth, because, he said, that's just nuts. I asked the doctor, do you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? He said, of course, I'm a Christian. Then I asked him, What in your medical profession could prove to you that a man who was dead for three days could come back to life? He said, nothing. I said, then why do you believe it? He said, because that's what the Bible says. 
I asked him, then why don't you believe what the Bible says about the age of the earth? He had no answer. You see, as Christians, our ultimate authority is the Word of God. Denying what the Bible says may grant you more credibility with the professed unbelievers of the world, but it dishonors the Lord who bought us. When we defend our faith, our job is not to make the message more palatable to goats, but to offer sheep food to those who our Lord is calling to Himself, and we can rest assured that Jesus' sheep will hear His voice. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world, not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Welcome back to Cross Politic. With us in the studio today, we have Pastor Joe Rigney from City's Church of Minneapolis and Gino from Walla Walla. Gino, um, you have to talk now. Yes. Get him okay. in here. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey. 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 How, how does wine fix all of our problems? Uh, not very well. <laughs> how does it start to fix all our problems? You're uh, saying it's not a good savior. Uh, no. It, it's been given by a good savior. <laughs> Come hey, on, man. man. Hey. hey. hey um, so how did you get into making wine? As an amateur. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. My grandfather made uh, wine when it wasn't legal, um, yeah. <laughs> but but it was more profitable. Yeah, okay. yeah, right. And that uh, black market just jacked oh, up the prices. Oh, you know, for no you. taxes. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you work directly with your customer. Yep, <laughs> uh, like that. But, Didn't have to uh, deal with the distributor. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no paperwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it just uh, I started out as an amateur. A lover of of it, right? Yeah. And um, what what area was your grandfather in where you first started making wine? Was it Walla Walla? Oh no, no, San Francisco. He, okay. he, they were hmm. he, they immigrated from Italy uh, in the mid early twenties yeah. after the war and uh, uh, immigrated to New York first and got out of there. And went <laughs> to San Francisco to find a cousin who washed windows, and so so yeah. they started there and and lived in the on the Thomas Street, a little uh, alley south of Market Street. Wow. And uh, started to make wine is because they were Italian. A lot of people don't know this, but during Prohibition, if you were of Italian descent, you could make wine. Really? No way. Legally. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it was I got a little Italian. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to self-identify as Italian. <laughs> so it's kind of like an Indian reservation. If you're Italian, you Just can like make gambling. wine. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, there, Mr. Knox, there seems to be a lot of different parts in you. I, I know. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yeah. Yeah. The good parts are being plucked from every tree. You know, but, I'll take uh, all the good. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so they made uh, they made wine, and eventually that turned into uh, a business. But my grandfather always quickly interjected, yes, but we made good wine. There we yeah. go. Good wine. Good wine. Hey, Mod, we made no, good no, wine. No, I'm sorry. Listen, Gina, I'm going to apologize. They sounded like that. Thank no, you. No, bad accent. Yeah. 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 He's the offensively Mar- racist one. Yeah. 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 Ye
but we love him. I think that was some cultural appropriation. Yeah. Jamaican. Yeah. God uses him to sanctify us, so forgive him. <laughs> so, so why? What do you love about making wine? Well, I think you have to love the end result. If you don't love the end result, then you're you're in the wrong business. <laughs> and these all have some spiritual um, applications as well, obviously. But wine is, I mean, well, everybody, most everybody in this world loves food. Wine has the ability to um, to mature over time and uh, to, Im- to improve. Um, and um, it affects so much of the senses in a... a your sense of memory of, of is mm. is is really uh, made acute. That and and um, its soporific effect. The the reality is God gave it to us, and he I think he knew that if you converted that sugar, it might turn to alcohol, and alcohol might. Do you think uh, he knew that, Toby? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, uh, and so you know, uh, it's a good thing to know that God wanted us to not only enjoy things but to relax yeah appropriately yeah i was gonna say so so assuming we got maybe some listeners who say well i don't know um you know i've i, I you know there was an alcoholic in the family yeah. this kind of thing i mean as a as a, as a fellow yeah. believer right who makes wine what, what do you say to a brother or sister who's concerned about this run things? into that all the time yeah and uh uh i just say well then don't <laughs> you know, I mean, wait till heaven. You know, uh, yeah. You know, uh, you, you know uh, John Piper is. <laughs> He's waiting for the good stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, and some people, uh, you know, their conscience is just very timid towards that, and I, I get that. Uh, there's, and we don't want to diminish the like obesity is is a problem with pretty yeah. serious problem here in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it has nothing to do with wine. But I'm not. Uh, waiting to, I'm not yeah, waiting but, to eat, though. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. Uh, I, I'm gonna pray His kingdom come. <laughs> I'm just saying. In uh, <laughs> the same way with overconsumption of alcohol, and and it's a very serious problem. And it kind of gets back to how we treat the good things that God has given us, and realize it came from God, and therefore it's under His authority. Right. That's right. And and if we want to live in in that kind of a life where we say, yeah, God, I want you to, to run my life, uh, then we need to submit to that uh, in all aspects, whether it's our eating habits or our, our drinking habits or other habits. Right. And so in the same way, like you say, I mean, gluttony is a problem. Um, you know, gluttony. Thank you. That's f- food. Idea. Food can be misused. <laughs> right, I mean, it, it, is, it is being. Uh, you know, I've been told. Yeah, every, 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 <laughs> you don't need any Joe I've, over I've here. Heard that. You've heard that. Um, but but everything good can be yes. misused, right? I mean, go back to your um, corruption. I mean, nothing nothing is intrinsically evil, but it is corrupted. It's misused right. and it's abused. Right. And when we do that, it it is harmful and damaging. And there are particular warnings in Scripture about the misuse of the gift of wine. Say somebody, you know, is like I've I've never. You know, I don't know anything about wine. Right. I I, I want to begin to enjoy God's gift of wine in a, in a godly way, in a wise way. What would you suggest they do? Oh, you know, uh, probably need to find some friends. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a, I you like know, that. I'm a Christian. You know, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, it's, I need, maybe I could get closer. Yeah. The mic likes you. Yeah, kind of furry thing there. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, and I'm serious. Um, wine is usually best enjoyed with other people. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't because, drink alone. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah, there's some a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Um, so it's a social activity. Eating alone isn't a lot of fun either. In but, fact, I don't know when you guys are single or whatever, you didn't eat that well. <laughs> right, we got right. a family. Right. You eat pretty good. Uh-huh. Right, that's right. great. You know? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, whoever gets that table eats. You know? <laughs> or, or someone always is eating well. I'm just saying, I'm a chef, bro. I'm a chef. <laughs> I, I even, think even I think, Jesus gives us, you know, the Lord's Supper. That's right. I mean, that's that's at the center of our our faith. He says, "Do this right. in remembrance of me," and gives us bread to share and wine yes. to share yeah. at, at, in in remembrance of Him. Right. 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 I think I think one of the interesting things for, for me about wine is, and this is just true of, of beer as well. Um, like when I first, I think when I first tried beer, I was about twenty three. I'd been a teetotaler my whole life. Um, I remember my cousin tried to take me out on my twenty first birthday, um, and I ordered a Dr Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and we were so it was my cousin and some of her friends, and then my roommates and I were out, and they they were all you know having having a beer. And I ordered Dr. Pepper, and she she leaned over to one of my roommates. He's he's really just gonna drink Dr. Pepper, and they were like, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is?" Because I didn't put, put a lemon in it. That's right. And so up. and so finally, they, you know, I uh, I got convicted about that at some point because I think I, there was a subtle pride in all of it. Anyway, uh-huh. when I finally had my first uh, uh-huh. beer, and then it's even more so with with wine, there was this element of it didn't it didn't strike me as as really desirable at the moment. Yes. Like I actually preferred the taste of Dr. Pepper better. Like yeah, absolutely. And, just yes. like you and your, your whatever that nasty thing that Toby's talking about. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just Apple saying, I'm just saying. But, but well, one of the things about it's it just is, saying. is the, uh, the are, you, are you taking back your fist bump No, now? we're going to okay. sample some of this after this is okay. all over. So, uh, nope, so no, we're not. there's this element of, of acquired taste. Yes. And and so one of the things about alcohol is it takes patience to make it. Yeah, it takes yeah. time. You can't mm-hmm. rush it. it right. You just have to let the grapes do what the grapes are going to do. Right. And so there's a patience in making it. And then there's a patience in imbibing it in in the sense of um, at first you might go, I it just all tastes the same. Like for me, sure. like wine is still yeah. one of those things that tastes – I don't tell very a whole lot of – different people start describing, well, this one, ha- this one is dry in this way and has this kind of flavor. And I'm just going – I got nothing. Yeah. Um. But it's something that you grow into. That's right. right? Your something taste, mature you, you, it, it matures into you. And, right. and I think that there's a really a, a deep spiritual kind of. I mean, even going back to the discussion of the the other stuff, where it requires a certain kind of maturity to figure out um, why this kind of adornment is a faithful adornment and why that kind isn't. That's a there's a taste. That's right. Right. He- Hebrews. Yeah. Hebrews five. Right. Um. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Yeah. That's right. And that water, that water and, and snaps and is would for you mature say, people. <laughs> <laughs> mature. I think that's on the milk side, man. Uh, you don't and, eat and so, so wine, it's a wine, but I'll taste the same to you. What are you talking wine, about? Wine's for the mature, right? right that's right. right. Wine's for right. the mature, right? right. I mean, it's in, and I'm just going to say that and say, I'm a Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's waiting and, for if, the- and if I could drop this mic... I would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's waiting for the thug life theme to start. You know, yeah, okay. I'm a Baptist. <laughs> I'm a Baptist. Oh, you know, and also too, there's a gratefulness that comes from um, someone who's able to understand how long and how hard it took someone That's to right. work for that. Mm. It's not something you just get. Oh, I, I'm done making wine today, and we're going to taste it tomorrow. Right. It's not that. I heard I someone know. tell me if I can say this quote right: "Wine is tasting, tasting the the culture that was here." 
before. It's like tasting mm. history. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. when you get a chance and to taste wine, you're tasting generations that came before you in the ground and in the roots of the wine that is working, especially in, in the stuff that's been able to mature over time. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're on to something there. I think uh, I, the way I express it is that um, a good wine, I'm not talking about, you know, the low-end shelf. Of, yeah, down at the bottom of the Safeway shelf. Watermelon snaps. Um, is... is uh, time and place in a bottle mm. okay so it 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 fixes a vintage if you would okay mm. like right mm, last night we were drinking uh 2012 right vintage yeah. okay so that particular year there's a a memory in there of that particular year mm. that yeah. the acid of that year the fruit of that year mm. uh the, the tannins soil. were expressing themselves etc etc uh different than that same vine producing uh in another year okay so or another location or, or right? another and then that's where you get to time and place yeah. right. in a bottle so you may have a, a sangiovese here and actually in the same vineyard but a few rows over because the soil is is a different uh, a, a composition it actually and maybe drains better or something like that uh you, you the wine will taste different wow. hmm. okay so it's time and place in a bottle and we don't have a lot of things like no. that especially and i think it's one of the attractions of wine uh particularly of wine uh in our society where I mean, frankly, you can manufacture anything in a moment on a screen or, you know, it's the problem is keeping yeah. everything at bay so you can breathe. Right. right. Uh, but but to sit back and to actually appreciate uh, a particular uh, maybe like a Pinot Noir from a certain vineyard in uh, it's on the southeast slope and, and only about 500 feet above elevation as opposed to mm. one that's in, on the north slope and uh, much higher elevation and I mean they're two different wines wow. not to mention the year wow. so but now not everybody's gonna I mean even an amateur touching that or trying that would find but, and that, that takes time well it, 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 it does it, right and, and and then that's back to the maturity thing is really spending time um, analyzing these things loving them for what they are and and noticing the differences and, and the nuances and so on I just yeah. said nuances yeah. in a positive way guys Ooh. yeah yeah no yeah. Well, I have to work on that no, what is what whoa. is what is your craft I mean there's so much I mean obviously wine symbolizes the gospel in a very deep way mm -hmm. um, Jesus mm -hmm. gave it to us as a symbol for the gospel it's a very potent symbol of himself cetera, right? a symbol of right. his right. own of his blood, death right? And blood oh, right preach yeah. it um, so what is I mean the, the connection is just inevitable particularly with wine mm -hmm. and your craft mm -hmm. what is your craft taught you about the gospel about the faith um hmm. uh well i i think first of all it, it it's a good god gives good things and i know you've been saying that but that that's that'll preach uh that that well that no and and that's somebody should write a book so, so <laughs> that, like, <laughs> yeah, right so what would it I'm, be called uh Things of Earth. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, I'll get on that. Work on that. I think it's on Amazon. But um, so it's just one of the good things he gives us. Okay, but it's pleasurable. I mean, we drink it because of the pleasure it gives us. It's God, not just like water. 
No, no, no. Well, water's pretty good when you're real thirsty. Yeah, you know? right. It's I mean, pleasurable, yeah, too. But, yeah, well, yeah. And, and yeah. On, on that, though, just, I mean, so, um, Lewis, I've been, I'm working on a book on Lewis right now, um, Lewis on the Christian Life, and one of the things, he's got this essay called Hedonics. Mm. Yeah. Hedonics. Nice. Yeah. Which, which is pleasure. He, the study of pleasure, the science of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, what, and, and part of what he's getting at is- Leave it to you. Is that, is that pleasures- <laughs> Pleasures have, have different <laughs> qualities, yeah. right? That there's a di- there's a kind of pleasure, a kind of satisfaction yeah. from coming in, in from the the hot days, you sure. know, playing outside or working outside, and you come and and water has a distinct kind of pleasure oh, man. from sitting down at a table with a lot of friends and having that you know raising the glass right. and everybody sipping together, right. and it's like there's a qualitative difference yep. between those. And, and and what Lewis is saying in, in the essay, he's talking about the pleasure he got from riding on a train past other people's houses, mm. <laughs> which is just like yeah. Lewis, you you do you, but uh, <laughs> you know, but that but, house but, is lame. That house is lame. <laughs> that's, that's, right. that's how Texas right. does it. <laughs> but um, but but there is this element of 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 attending to these qualitative differences. Like you're even like you're talking about with North slope, South slope, 2012, mm-hmm. 2008, right. you know, these different, right. you know, times and places. And there's diff- subtle differences and, there, and, yeah. and, and studying them, directing time and attention to them yeah. is a worthwhile endeavor. And that means yeah. having friends and, and teachers that are doing that too, that to bring you along. Right. And, and, and so, you know, who are your teachers? Who are you looking to? And if they're saying McDonald's is the best, Right, like McDonald's yeah. is yeah. the best. It's the height of you know, like whoa. You need some yeah. new friends. You need first some of new, fr- you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Finish your thought. Well, it it also tells us that if if it is from God, which I believe it is, it it, it tells us to slow down. Mm. Okay, so um, and and uh, to to put us in a little more of a reflective thoughtful state wine wine does this you're saying that's what i'm talking yeah. 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 yeah wine yeah. tells yeah. us to slow down and, exactly and reflect exactly um uh so if we see it as from god then we can start to look at its properties from that standpoint that's why and, i have a glass uh, every day at 4 30 slow down well it's done it's over it's over something to be said for that but the other the other part of it is it marries so well with it it is a food and and it really is intended the way we make it to be with food and they again it's like a a man and woman dancing where could people find your winery yeah what's Uh, walla walla downtown walla walla is there a website uh, there is um, a marginal website. Uh, <laughs> it's um, Gino Cuneo Sellers, I think, is what dot it com? is. Dot com. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it on yeah, the link when we, when we put the yeah. show up mm-hmm. so people can look you up. Oh, yeah. Check, yeah. Can they Got order a... wine through the website? No, but they can. There's a phone number they can there. Call. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is thing called phone. Yes, can, you guys yes. can ship it, though, right? Yeah. Oh, we do. We yes. do. Most uh, most all states now, and that's a big pit of, part of our business. So it, it's, Joe, yeah. um, you are the author of a book called Things of Earth. As it's it happens, true. that's What's available. It about? Uh, it's available it's on about all the things we just talked about. Yes, very good. Enjoying the good gifts of God. That's right. Um, Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's you on also Amazon. have a book called "Live Like an, a Narnian." Live like a Narnian. That's on C.S. Lewis. And then I'm working. This will come out next year. Lewis on the Christian life, yeah. uh, becoming truly human in the presence of God. Brilliant. And you're pastor of uh, City Cities Church, Minneapolis. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Church plant. Yeah. Two, you guys do a thing with twelve people. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I need. Right. <laughs> <laughs> e- even though he's a Baptist. Even though. <laughs> hey. huh? Until next week, go get some time and place in a bottle. <laughs> Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.